everyone, Ruckman here with another episode of Crew 3 Podcast, now sponsored by our kind supporters over on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We've got the three tiers. Make sure you go check that out if you feel so inclined to help support us. And we do want to say thank you to the people who have already signed up. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was – especially having most of them be the our top tier, I, I'm blown away by that. So thank you. Thank you for everyone who has signed up so far for that. Yeah, the thankful the, the loyal the loyal listeners who uh, who've liked us and gone and support us. That's that's wonderful. It really helps cover the cost of the things that we're doing. So, and, and of course, three wag bags are going to be headed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and of course, I am your host Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey, how's it going? All right. So this weekend, uh, before we get into all the spoiler discussion going on, oh, we had so our. Nice. Our, I think this is the, either the fourth or fifth time we've had our webcam monthly championship. Yeah. Um, I am unfortunate to announce that Ricky won. I did. Uh, but due to technicality, because being a host, he is ineligible from having the title of champion because it was me all along. That's right. Uh, we uh, Servo Token, our runner-up, uh, has the trophy. And Servo Token, of course, playing their Esper... Esper Yorian deck, a deck that I, they've talked on, I think, love for a while. So it's a round of applause for Servo Token. It's like and, Yorian uh, 60, though. It wasn't an 80 card deck. Yeah, yeah, it was Yorian 60. Um, and, you know. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, notice that. Like, honestly, I, I played against Servo and, like, I watched him shuffle. And uh, he was, like, just. It seemed a little thicker, so like I don't know if he's got the card sleeved or what's up. But also, uh, Servo revealed to me uh, while we were kind of just you know trying to trying to chat up, and I, and I could tell that we had already ever talked to him because he was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I've already been asked these questions. But <laughs> it is Servo's birthday coming up soon. Oh, him well, happy and his birthday, wife. Servo. That's right. Yeah, happy birthday to Servo and his wife. I think it'll be the day after we we release this. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm pretty sure that's right. Servo can correct me. But I'm pretty sure that's it. So happy birthday to him, and he is our rightful champion uh, on his birthday for at least our community side. So, look, all I'm gonna say is, you know, I haven't been doing too hot in the last couple webcams because I've been straying too far from the path. You have. I think. I think. Like next month, come back to I dragons. Just, I need. I'll <laughs> knock the dragons. I'm raining it back in. I think it's time to bring back the three mana five fives. I. I we just. I we just got to play a real Ruckman special. Just Ruckman. Oh, up. man. Three mana, That's five I fives. I just play my, my red blue lands. I played with my yeah. Is It Sleeves, my Is It uh, Spin Down D20. I got the Thoughtseize, and I'm like, oh boy, Thoughtseize. We're going to play a Thoughtseize deck. And then no, the more I played Mono Black, the more I realized the deck is good. But that's not a deck I play. That's not a Ruckman deck. It's not. It's not the Ruckman. Special, yeah, I sure. need the three mana five fives. I need uh, rotting regisaurs. I need great henges. I need to just bash face. That uh, webcam event. I'm sad that I wasn't able to play them in them previously because, like, that was such a boon for how I play. I, I played so much Magic over the years that, like, I learn. I, I learn quickly because I, I know the play patterns. Right. So, like, I did not play particularly well, but again playing against people that I feel comfortable playing with people who I know are nice, right They're They're active. The discord, you don't have to be active. The discord to play. Anybody can just come and play, but you know, the guys who do uh, show up, turn on the webcam and play, or in this case, turn on their phone. One guy had a, had a phone set up that worked pretty well. He had to reconnect every once in a while, but whatever, it was still a great time and super friendly, super amazing. Um, I didn't got to talk through my plays and I realized I don't know if it was against wombat or somebody else, but like, 
one of my creatures died, it gave a plus one plus one counter, and I should have activated my Mutavolt to put a plus one plus one counter on there, and totally didn't even think about it. Thankfully, I caught it right afterwards, so like I know in the future, great. But again, just like the level of play you get by playing around people who you're comfortable with and just getting to talk through your plays, I, I can already tell like I have been missing the in-person play to really up my game. So right. great experience. And that's why, you know, um, I'm trying to maybe we're going to work it a little more, just pick up events with just even historic, because even though it's not the same as it being online, because all your, all your triggers are controlled for you. Right. Um, but, you know, I, just getting to talk to people and play again, yep. just even, even like, even like talk through, just having like back and forth banter with people again while you play. Mm-hmm. It's just so good right now. Yeah, I, I agree it, with you. I think it makes a big difference. Way better when your opponent's not just like an image that has it all. Instead, yeah, it's like okay. a, a real person who has it all. Right. Well, right, I don't know yeah. about that. When Ricky Lynn has a bad hand and then mills four prized amalgams and three creeping chills. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think yeah. I won a game on a mold of five. It's probably against me. Yeah. Uh, Dredge is a fun deck. Uh, it, it rewards skilled play, clearly. 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 Milling three creeping chills is the most skilled you can possibly be. I mean... I just want to point out, Ricky was very... Like, would not let me cut his deck the first game. So he was just Mm -hmm. like, I already got my hand. Like, you know, this it's okay. You don't have to cut. My hand's bad. Oops, there's all these creeping chills. Yeah, he's got the hacks going. The hand has to be bad, so that way the cards I mill are good. Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. (laughs) That's all the strategy. So let's kick it over to the quickly. We'll do a quick rundown of the Pioneer metagame. Uh, actually, some pretty decent shakeups here. We're not really going to cover any of the deck lists or things like that from the leagues. We got a lot of spoilers to break down. Um, and, you know, the, these decks are currently, you know, you, you can look at these decks and think these decks are going to be around, yes. But we don't know what things are going to shake up uh, when Zendikar hits. So, again, expect the next couple weeks or so, at least this week, maybe next week. Not really a breakdown of meta decks. We're just going to sort of go over what the current meta is so you have an idea going into the event um, and then probably no dozen slap. At least no dozen slap this week because we have a lot of spoilers to cover. Um, so real quick, very quickly, our 14 day MTG Goldfish breakdown. 12th place Lotus Combo. Uh, 11th place Azorius Spirits. 10th or er, 10th uh, place Jun Sacrifice. 9th place Monorant Agro. In the 8th seed, you have Orzov Auras. Seven Jeskai Luka. Five or er, six. Esper Control, that Esper Yorian build, uh, five Niv to Light, four Mono Black Aggro, three Rakdos Pyromancer, two Mono Green Planeswalkers, and still number one Wilderness Reclamation. Uh, and there's a little bit of a shakeup if we go to the seven day. Wilderness Rex still holding number one. Mono Black goes to number two. Rakdos to three. Niv to Light to four. Esper Control to five. Orzov at six. Mono green down to number seven and Jeskai Luka at number eight. So there's your current quick look at the current pioneer metagame. If you're playing stuff this weekend um, and there, I said, we're not going to talk about decks, uh, but I did the want to mention a single gas deck uh, that I sent to Chris that I found thanks to the pioneer discord, uh, which was someone just shoved uh, four Uro into storming entity dot deck. Oh yeah, and it had a five zero. So you know, it turns out Earl Pile can be anything you want. The comment was, uh, "Was it Oro's pretty? Uh, Oro is good. Storming Entity is all right too." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what a card! Right. What a card! 
so we got plenty of spoilers. Um, you know, is is anything going to be as good as Uro though? I don't know. Do do we want to start with the QA questions to go through those first so that we can? Take yeah, yeah. Think? Let's let's take a look. So I I went ahead and I asked. Uh, the discord for hey what what are your what are the cards you think we should really talk about or what cards do you want to hear our opinions on and then we can sort of go into some of the cards we personally wanted to point out uh we're going to kind of skip over a lot of the commons and uncommons unless we really think they're going to have impact just to keep things a little brisk here um so let's start with bing saki pointed out to wayward guide beast it's a 2-2 two, two beast for a single red with trample haste. Oh, so here's our goblin guide, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever it deals damn combat, whenever it deals damn toast, you oh, had it. toast. <laughs> whenever it deals combat damage to a player, return the land you control to its owner's hand. There we go. Um, so hold on. Doesn't goblin guide reveal and our opponent's card, this and is- then if it's a land. It- well, this huh. is better that than has to Goblin be, Guide. That, that has to be Goblin Guide chasing the beast in this picture, right? Clearly, clearly, right? Yeah, Look, I assume so. This is better than Goblin Guide. First off, it has Trample, so strictly right. better. Second okay. off, all right, hear me out. It puts cards in our hand. Okay. But the, we, we already have those cards in cards. play. But we don't, we don't get to draw it, Ricky. They're, they're, I they're draw already in play, the though. board. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like, all jokes aside... I don't think this card is worthless. I'm pretty sure this card's going to see play. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think the initial reaction is this card's a trap. Uh, I definitely think it's better than trap, but it's not Goblin Guide, right? So hear me out. So, And I think Binks uh, is on to something because they post a similar deck list. You know, I've already talked about how we have red Steplinks coming in. We've got the red-green guy, right? There is definitely going to be a red-green landfall-centric aggro deck to be played sure. um but my question is you know i don't think this guy's gonna be a four of just because you don't want to have no lands in play that's true he's almost legendary because like you really don't have multiples like you know it's it's kind of weird because like in this case i think that like the tramples a downside because mm-hmm. like as as fun as the landfall effect is like that makes it better to have multiples right because like then your opponent has to go well wait like do i want to chump block one with like a token or do i want to just let it through and whatever so like now it's just kind of like well i'm just gonna let you bounce always you know so i, I guess yeah. you've kind of removed the choice but the fact that you know this always gets through like a one toughness thing isn't the best because you may not want that land back to your hand and like you said like does make it tough to play multiples that's for sure it's also like so it kind of forces you to play up front right like play your land beforehand uh, just so you can get extra mana then bounce it back. So you want to play to get next turn for your landfall. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I think this guy is like a two to a three of, I could see somewhere, somewhere where it's a four. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of see the numbers this guy's played in. Yeah. There's nothing saying you have to attack with him either. It's like there, there's a world where you play him just as a body, right? Like, yeah. And, and then you can get in as you need to, once you've like played your two drop or your three drop, and then you can really feel comfortable getting in from there. So I definitely get that, and there's nothing saying you have to play him on turn one, right? Like if you have this, I, yeah. the links I or this I think Binks is onto something because he was definitely playing it, or they were playing it with uh, with Lotus Cobra, which I think is a good way to help make up for being behind in lands, especially for just trying to figure out landfall slots I'm that this you. can take up. Yeah, um, but we'll see, Ricky. What do you think? It's like turn one, you can play the step links, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like turn two, you can play like uh, the red green flip land. Mm-hmm. 
on red side, right? Sure. Okay. Or like, let's say you use your red green flip land, you play it, you play your steplings, and then next turn you play a mountain, you play this guy, you play a shock, you swing in for four, you bounce back your flip land, and next turn you can like play it back on the green side and cast a green spell like the brushfire elemental. And sure. Like, or this guy on a with a pickaxe is, I think this guy's insane. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Using it with the flip lands is pretty nifty. Get, getting the color you need on that turn, I think that's really, really a good thought. Or depending on the 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 spell side lands you play, mm-hmm. you could play a land early and then buy it back, right, and cast the spell later on in the game. Sure, I think sure. that the pickaxe is really going to make this card important. No, I yeah, I think the pickaxe is amazing. I mean, if you look at equipment, you know, it's not I don't think it really fits into that equipment shell we've talked about, that Boris equipment shell, but pickaxe and like the step links and the red green guy, I think landfall aggro is going to be real. I think it's even close enough to make it into pioneer honestly. What's the pickaxe? It gives landfall plus two plus two. Gotcha. It's for a single green. It enters the battlefield, equips on right, right. and then landfall. It gives plus two plus two. Yeah, I did that card. I just didn't know what it was called. And then it equips for three mana. Yeah. So I think you know. Um, I think you've seen a lot of aggro decks play like two zergos. I think this card maybe fills that similar thing, maybe up to three. Uh, but I'd just be worried about having a lot of them on the field at the same time and just not having any lands or not being able to actively like attack with them is my my fear with this guy uh like i if wish you, if you don't peaks. have a land this guy's really good because like let's say you're on three you don't have a land you just tap your lands for mana cast your spell bounce your land back play it untapped and you get the extra mana so i mean pretty interesting yeah it's just kind of weird right because it doesn't allow you to make the land extra landfall before combat unless we're keeping the land in hand for next turn right which right. is fine in my opinion um, I'm just upset there's no Teetering Peaks. Yeah. Sure. No, that's a big one. Like, if Teetering Peaks was in Pioneer, like, this guy would be, like, hands down, like, bonkers. Yeah, Is Sunscorched Desert enough? Um, Sunscorched Desert's really cute. That's for sure. It's not red, which is annoying, but, you know. Hey, if you yeah. wanted to play it in Mono Red Landfall, I mean, maybe you could. Yeah. I think like it plays really well with some of the spell lands. That's what, that's what I was trying to say, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can play it out and then later on in the game bounce it back i don't know i think this card's real yeah for sure i'm gonna move uh, on to this next uncommon real quick because we've got just yep. a real quick thing to say about it because boot in our discord had a great uh point which he says if they try and touch your rhino hit him with one of these and this uh, one of these is malakir rebirth it is one of the spell lands it is a uh, one black for an instant choose target creature you lose to life until the end of the turn that creature gains when this creature dies return of the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. So this says, hey, keep your hands off my rhino. Or in Spanish, mantén tus manos fuera de mis rhinos. That's good Spanish. Uh, That's Spanish for keep your hands off my rhino. (laughs) Or poor Spanish for keep your hands off my rhino, depending on how the Spanish speakers in the Discord want to correct me. But in seriousness, I think this plays okay with rhino, and I think it does play okay with our uh, card will preview in a minute here the conclaves mm-hmm. demon because it loses Scourge, us to life scourge the sky skyclaves scourge of the skyclaves yeah but that's all yeah. i wanted to talk about it because this card isn't super relevant but it was pointed up and i just thought that was a great uh, a great funny little bit there okay well ricky i think i think this is one we can all agree on is probably going to be good ley line tyrant this is Wait a good it. card 
Two in a, two red red. You get a four four dragon with flying. Oh, and hey, it all masks for red. You don't lose unspent red mana as steps and phases them. That's pretty cool, right? I like that. I'm it's sorry, what was that specifies again? red mana? It's a dragon. Oh, it's a dragon. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, Kibler uh, turned forty today. Yeah, yeah. This and this was Kibler's spoiler. So shout out to the Dragon Master. Speaking of the Dargons, um, and of course there there is more text. This card. It does when more. it dies. You may pay any amount of red, oh, like the red you have floating in your mana pool still, <laughs> uh, to deal that much damage to any target. Um, so, like, this card is not going to be where you start doing nothing and you just build up red mana to bomb your opponent. That's a mm-hmm. good way to get blown out. I hear a lot of people talking about that. Um, yeah. And, like, trying to play this guy, like, with, like, Wilderness Reclamations, so you can just stockpile more red mana so when it dies. Yeah. And, like, that's not what I want to do with this card. I just want to like it just it just picks up those little extra points of mm-hmm. mana and uh lets you just keep it and then play something big next turn or just when it does die you get to drop whatever mana you had left into it. Yeah. Um I think this card is insanely good. Like uh, is it, bonkers. How is hard is this thing to kill? Red? Huh? How hard is this thing to kill? Um, it's a 4-4, four, 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 and yeah. it has 4 as a CMC, so uh, you got to work hard to push it. Right. And it takes probably two burn spells. It does to Grasp, if people want to play Grasp. Oh, sure. it does to Grasp. It does die to um, the discard 5 damage burn spell. Lightning X? Lightning X. It does die to Lightning X, but there's not a lot of those running around. Overall, my point was this card is very hard to kill. You definitely have to work for it. Um, the second half of push is not easily activatable unless you're in like that red black croxa where hmm. you might want to sacrifice some stuff if you're playing the village rights version but otherwise yeah go ahead and uh what, what was your point ricky or who was saying i was just saying like do you do you think this is enough for chonky red to come back yeah yeah well we got rid of demir inverter and i believe sure. chonky red is already back it can be back um like all the damage based decks you just deal really well with all the mana dork x decks i feel like you do very well against I built the tribal Chandras instead of like the dragons build. Uh, We're not going to talk about that. Just to, I mean, <laughs> it did well. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Just to like prove that like you can just play Glorybringer and just a bunch yeah. of big red cards and like you'll be fine. Yeah, the the fact that like this can help dodge some of your your three damage wrath effects as well, I think is also pretty relevant. Oh yeah. Hmm. No, huge. I, I, I definitely think this card is a huge player, and at least the Chonky Red, and I think it's going to make Chonky Red uh, gain at least a full tier from where it's at now. If, if definitely not. rough against Teferi. Definitely feel bad when this gets bounced, and it's just like, oh, yeah. my mana. Uh, the other the other card Discord asked about is Magmatic Chandler. For one in a red, you get a 1-3 human wizard. As long as there are four or more instants and sorcerers in your graveyard, it gets plus three, plus one. So we got a souped-up lava runner here. Uh, then it has tap, discard a card, exile the top two cards of your library, then choose one of them, and you may play that card this turn. So I love red cards. Yeah. And let me tell we you. The whole, we got the whole box, right? Uh, this card isn't good. Yeah, this card ain't it. I was going to say that also. I was going to see if Ricky liked it, but this is this is one of the areas where Ricky and I agree. Go ahead, Ricky, and, and say what you're going to say about it. Uh, so, like, this will probably see some play in Standard, maybe, if a mm-hmm. Spells deck comes up in Standard. Uh, but, like, four instant sorceries in your graveyard is really hard to obtain, especially in Pioneer. If you're playing a spell-based deck anyways, you're going to be wanting to play Treasure Cruise. Right. 
You want to be so delving even him away. This guy is on. He's going to be off. And second yeah. off, like he dies to push. He dies to everything. And like he's a four four on the ground with no evasion. It's just sort of like that's that's fine when you're playing like green black X decks that are just going to like grind incremental value. But like just the spells deck that want to like do big bursty damage, this isn't going to do it. And he doesn't really generate you card advantage. He just generates you card selection. Man, if this card was from like the the Ravnica sets, where is it cards cared about the exile spells as well? Do you think this is kind of worth it? Because like you know, discard a card, you can help feed the treasure crews. I'm not saying it's going to be like a big player, but like if it counted exiled in sorceries as well, could you see it as like a two of kind of player? I would be in on this card if it let me play both of the exiled cards. Mm-hmm. Like if it like light up the stage. Even sure. if it didn't let me play lands, if it just like, yeah. like then I would be in. But like as okay. it is, it's sort of like it just gets me. It just trades my card for another card, and it has to tap to do it. Yeah. And so I can't even do it at the end of my opponent's turn. I guess so I can't hold up to block and try to tap right. Yeah. Well, I was just saying like if it could count spells in your graveyard and exile zone, right? So then you could actively use the discard oh, to like feed like a treasure. Yeah. So like you can like was... also like actively count up to a, like a treasure cruise with the discard. It'd be okay. It'd still be a little bit medium. Sure. Yeah. Like th- the big problem with this kind of thing and like the thing you have to consider whenever you see like creatures um, for that deck is like the spells deck is called spells for a reason. Obviously, like mm-hmm. you want to play a lot of spells. So the problem with that means is that like the creature spot is incredibly competitive. And what you have room for in like Phoenix decks is like, you know, Phoenix... Um, thing in the ice, maybe some um, um, soul scar yeah. mage and some monastery Swissboard action. But like the thing is, like because you want to just be playing so many spells from like two on, the ones are already so powerful that like unfortunately, like well, I think this card is powerful. It's just it's hard for it to see play in Pioneer again because there are so few creature spots in those style decks. Well, look if we want to play a spells deck with creatures, mm-hmm. do I have one for you? I'm ready. Seagate Stormcaller. One in a blue, human wizard, 2-1, kicker four in a blue. When Seagate Stormcaller enters the battlefield, copy the next instant or sorcery spell, convert a mana cost two or less. You cast this sp- this turn when you cast it. If Seagate Stormcaller was kicked, copy that spell twice instead. You may choose new targets to the copies. Now, I am all in on this card. We've talked about this off cam- off, off stream, off uh, recording, and a pie that was already made on this card. Yep. So currently, um, I have Card's still bad. I th- I think you are undervaluing this card uh, because I think there is already like a fringe playable uh, sprite dragon sort of style aggro deck, and this card copying bolts is gonna do wonders. Bolt, um, yeah. We're playing wizards. We have wizards lightning. You have um, it doesn't skip the critics. It doesn't get that either. Okay, maybe you're right. Anyway, 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 I mean, it we're still kind of like Wild Slash. Stage. We can still copy Wild Slashes. There's still a lot of stuff this can copy. I think is definitely Ooh, worth it. I can't wait to copy my Opt. I, think I this feel card like is bad. we've made we've made pie bets on worse cards. I'm in on this card. All I, I think need... that this will see some standard play because yeah. you can blink it with Yorian, and then like your next like random 
growth spiral. I guess growth spiral is rotating. Your next random spell does something. Yeah, you're not even going to be around with growth spiral and standard. I don't even know if this card's good in standard. This card's probably like a commander. People want this commander, right? I, they, I, is this what people do in commander? I, <laughs> I'm just saying, look, you're right. I, I definitely like was totally not thinking about those casting three, but I think this card is still good. I think this card can still see play. And all I need, Ricky, are two of it in a top eight challenge or preliminary before, uh, what's the next set we're getting? Kaldheim comes out. And I think this is going to be an easy one. I don't think so. I think in Pioneer, I, this card is nowhere near And I near have playable. the option to get Arena later. I think this card is interesting. I think this card could get there. And you know what? I'm happy. I'm excited for this five bet. I, I'm glad you're so down on this card because it's going to be all the more sweeter when I win with it. I, You know what? I wish you the best, um, but I think you backed the wrong horse here. I think this is the bulk mythic of the set. Ooh, well, I don't know about that. Bulk Mythic still- is is bold words. I agree with Ruckman. I think this card's very good. Um, but I will say that uh, on the chatter that I follow, because like a lot of people, I'm part of a lot of different kinds of communities, both local and online. There's a lot of mixed feelings about this. But again, some of the good comparisons I saw were like, well, if you want to call this like Slowcaster Mage or whatever you want to call it, at the very least, you're not paying for that spell again, right? Like mm-hmm. you get your 2-1 body. Um, it doesn't have flash, which is definitely a big deal. So, like, you can't copy stuff on, on your opponent's turn that you really like to. But uh, still, I mean, like, just getting to double kill something and put a 2-1 body on the board. A double uh, kill, double thought seize. Well, there's so much we can do with this right. card. Double push. You lose the life twice double if you double thought seize, by the way. Yep. That's fine. We don't care. We, Look, we're, we're about it. Double double thought erasure. If we're talking bulk mythic, I'm talking Angel of Destiny. And please call me anybody just call my phone at at seven 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 uh if you ever kick this card yeah and it does something <laughs> please I, I just it's yeah not the kick do- the kicker is like definitely a little bit too insane in my opinion that definitely should have been like, like you had eight uh, mana and like three. all you decided to do was cast three wild slashes yeah no for like, sure come on I, I would like to see if it was an eight mana thing at the restriction on what it copies is lifted in my opinion mm-hmm. you if know you what could I'm copy like... the next spell you play this card would be so bonkers i would be like all with you ruckman i'd be like oh man this is the dumbest thing ever i'm gonna copy my uh you know treasure cruise yeah mm-hmm. and i'm gonna like spend two mana make a two one and then i'm gonna cast treasure cruise or if this thing right. had flash i well... just Okay, well that that's enough of my hype trade then. Ricky, you were hyping up rogues last time we talked. How do you think rogues are still on track here? I think rogues are still on track. Now, I think the big rogues we've seen are already the rogues that we're gonna get. I do yeah. think that uh most of the rogues I think I think the I've seen some people, especially in our Discord, talking about the rogue deck already, right? Yeah. And and by the time this episode goes up, uh, uh we'll put a link in the description of my uh of my deck list that I've got working here. Mm-hmm. But everybody's focusing on like playing cards that try to mill our opponent. Well, I mean that's because they're they're trying to make blue black mill a thing in this set, right? Um, and like because the rogues mechanic, a lot of the rogues do something when your opponent has eight cards in their graveyard. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you that you know what gets eight cards in your opponent's graveyard? Damn. What's that? Uh, playing Magic the Gathering gets eight cards in your opponent's graveyard. Uh, you don't need to work at that. Like we are going to get some incidental mill in the rogue deck uh, yeah. from our some 
from our one drops, and uh, we are going to play cards like Drown in the Lock that care about our opponent's uh, graveyard. But like we're playing Thoughtseize, we're playing other cards that are going to mill our opponent just incidentally. We don't need to play designated cards that mill our opponent. Yeah, um, at least we don't do think, think so the, right now. I don't. I think the rogues are really strong. I'm looking at this. I'm really confused of whether or not I'm allowed to play the commander deck rogue. I don't think so. Am I not? I would probably just play it as like a one or two of anyways. Uh, by, by the way, like Anawan the Ruin Thief, uh, four mana, two, four vampire rogue. He he anthems rogues and says whenever one or more rogues you control deal combat damage, that player mills a card for each damage dealt to them. Because they, they are commander decks, I don't think so. If they were brawl decks, then yes. And then you get to draw a card for each type of card that they mill. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Or it says, it says uh, deal one damage if the player mills at least one creature card. Oh, uh, only, I misread this card. Uh, if it, if they mill a creature card, you get to draw a card. Okay, but okay. still. Um, I would play this guy as a 2 of because he's at the top of our curve right now. But like, we've already got Rankle. Rankle's a pretty good rogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop out our curve. Um, I'm Rankle also makes looking, people discard. I'm also looking at because uh, we're playing this ninjutsu guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, fool me once, you know, shame on you. Uh, but how are we going to fool opponent twice? And uh, we're going to play fairy miscreant is a rogue for one mana, two one flyer. Uh, when it comes into play, we get to return a creature. We have to return a creature to our hand. Uh, I think this card is going to be very good in the deck uh, as a two of. It lets us recycle some of our come-into-play abilities, like our Glint Sleeve Siphoner. It's going to let us uh, get some more mills with our regular Rogue. And uh, it's going to let us uh, buy back our Ninjutsu guy to sneak him in somewhere else again. Uh, so I, do, I think there's a lot going on for this deck. Nighthawk Scavenger being a Rogue is very big, in my opinion. Uh, guy gets really big uh, with a lot of keywords on it, uh, just for your opponent having cards in their graveyard. I think Rogues is really going to be good. Um, I know there's a rogue that everybody wants me to talk about, uh, a certain, uh, a certain, uh, jewelry thief that everybody is very hyped on for good reasons. The card is very good. Okay. Um, which card is this? I'm trying to find the name of it. It's the, it's the two mana rogue. It's a two, one flying merfolk. Uh, it has kicker X. X can't. Oh, I love this card. It's thieving Thieving skydiver. Skydiver. So this card has so many interactions besides it being a rogue, right? right. Um, a lot of people like it because um, it doesn't. It can target any artifact or equipment. So you know, hey, play your Colossus Hammer. Uh, then just pay X equals one. You get to throw the Colossus Hammer on anything. Uh, that card. That's your commander pickup for this set, right? Take all your opponents' mana rocks and things like that. That card is going to be insane. I'm definitely going to play this card. Um, in the sideboard of rogues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, this is a three mana, two, one flyer that ETB steals a stone coil serpent. Yeah. That's the other thing too, uh, right? So X can't be zero, but it's X or less. So you sure can just pay one and mm-hmm. steal either like a hanger back Walker. You can't steal ballista anymore, but you can steal a stone coil serpent. You can steal anything from the like scissors deck. Uh, other mm-hmm. decks that play a lot of artifacts, uh, you know, there's just going to be random cards that you're going to be able to steal with this card in the sideboard. I think this card's going to be really good in the rogue sideboard and other sideboards as well. Um, as for people who want to steal their own big equipment, more power to you. Uh, but Colossus Hammer makes you lose flying. So, oh, I just realized it can even steal a scissored up 
uh, Darksteel Citadel because it yes. doesn't care if it's a land or not. It only cares if it's an artifact. Yeah, wow. So you can steal your opponent's Embercleave if you've got enough mana too. <laughs> that would be well, pretty funny. And you just yeah. snap it on. Yeah, how many times has your opponent hit Embercleave and you're not just dead? Right. Uh, like once ever. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, but, is there any... Is, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, if you are done there, I was wondering if Chris had anything he really wanted to talk about. Well, again, we got asked roads. about the uh, the creature types and the, yeah, the big I, one. The big oh, yeah, one... Well, I, I think you were leading into it with the rogues thing. So I was just going to say yeah. the one that I wanted to talk about was obviously clerics. I hinted to it last week just because, again, mm-hmm. there's a lot of taxes like creatures um, referring to like the legacy deck death and taxes that I think yeah. you can kind of play to like grind out your opponent. Like I think there's a lot of taxes style strategies that don't really work in Pioneer because like removal is just good and like the decks are very linear. You get rewarded for like going after your game plan, right? But like mm. I think there's like some some like true recursion abilities which i think what's what you really need in a taxes deck because like the problem with like a containment priest plus whatever combo is that like they just kill one of the creatures and you're just kind of meh but like yeah. if you can start recurring things hey now we're talking so of course we've got the cleric we talked about last week but again going into some other clerics just really quickly reminding what we talked about last week was that teshar is another cleric that you can play um that's another one that also revives clerics that cost three or less runs any creature but obviously we're gonna be playing clerics a couple interesting priests i found were archfiend's vessel banisher priest Ailey eternal pilgrim which will let you sacrifice clerics and helps trigger teshar right exactly right uh-huh to help get them back you nailed it yeah because it's legendary um liliana the black planeswalker is a cleric so is the one that's um um the five mana four four that you can convoke for it and whatever you can vote gets plus one, plus one. Oh, Lockstone. Lockstone. I'm pretty sure that's also a cleric. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mangara, the Diplomat's definitely a cleric in case you want to get big. We're a little high at the fours, but there's a lot of like ones and twos. Oh, what's this one that whenever it takes damage, you destroy a permanent that you can just get back over and over again? High Priest of Penance. High Priest of Penance. Yeah, yeah. That thing on blocking duty is scary. And it's whatever it takes damage, like with all the burn spells running around. Uh, yeah, you're you're going to get people. So um, Priest of the Forgotten Gobs is... Priest of the Forgotten Gods is like the other really big one that I was thinking about to be able to sack, get mana, be able to play more stuff. Priest of the Forgotten Gods is is like really where you want to be. That's what, in my opinion, what makes the deck um, reasonable. And uh, yeah, Selfless Spirits, even a Cleric in case you want to go that route. So just saying, Sin Collector, there's a lot of good ones I could go on and on, but there's a lot of good Clerics, especially at like from the one to four zone that I think make like Cleric Tribal actually reasonable. Yeah, I think we was, like there's already a lot of support for wizards already. I think there's a couple pickups here. I have not really, I haven't covered myself personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real, the real party thing I've been looking at is obviously warriors, uh, because what's his name, Cargan Intimidator, is Ooh. a hell of a magic card. You get a he's a one in red for a three one human warrior. Cowards can't block warriors. It is back. It's back. Uh, for that he has three other abilities. You choose one that hasn't been chosen this turn for a single mana. It gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Target creature becomes a coward until end of turn. Or target warrior gains trample until end of turn. So this card got me thinking. So um, between this card and where is it? Archpriest of... Uh, Archpriest of Iona, right? 
So for one white mana, you get a human cleric that's a star two. I don't forget if we talked about this card last week or not, but its power is equal to the number of cards in your creature in your party. So again, it can be up to a four power per creature. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, target creature gets plus one, plus one in flying until end of turn. So I was thinking, could we just play like Boros Beats Party? And I've been on Scryfall like the past couple of days just digging through all of our options. Uh, so, so like, I think our wizards are kind of short up at, like, Soulscar Mage and maybe, like, Lava Runner. Uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist is another possible include. Boros Reckoner is an interesting one. I think our Warriors is where a lot of our cards are going to come from. So you have Cargan Intimidator. You have Honored Crop Captain. There's definitely a lot more options than Warriors. You, either have, you also have some buyback options, interesting, like Alicia. Uh, Warriors are a big thing. Clerics, you kind of have like Archpriest of Iona and Selfless Spirit, at least at the time of me coming up with these card lists, is kind of like the only real options. Uh, then I'm really looking for one more good rogue include because so far we just have Robber of the Rich. Um, and I kind of want like six to eight of every creature type just so we have a good chance of hitting a full party. Um, well, you also so have Mutavolt. Kind of, yeah, Mutavolt. Mutavolt's another really good one. Uh, people are talking about Outlaw's Merriment. Um, I think that card is really interesting. But the fact that it's random is kind of holding me back on going in on it, just as we can't control what member of the party we're going to get. Uh, but I do like people trying to, to use that card. That card's pretty interesting, right, in terms of party. Um, so I'm looking at Boros Party. I think you guys were talking about, what is it, Bant Party you guys were kind of looking at? Or Soul Type Party? White-Blue Party. Okay. Just because of the uh, the draw card, right? Well, no. Uh, so first off, like, we have Linvala. Right. Okay. And then we also get uh, the the new counter spell. Did everybody see the counter spell? No, I don't think so. Uh, concerted defense is an uncommon. For one blue, you can counter a non-creature spell unless the controller pays one oh, plus an additional one. one for every creature in your party. So it's bigger spell pierce. Yeah. So like with one creature, it's a spell pierce, right? Mm-hmm. With two creatures, it's bigger spell pierce. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, and, like, we want to stay in two colors because we want to play Mutavolt. Mm-hmm. And so going into a third color really restricts how much Mutavolt we can play. Okay. I also really like uh, Squad Commander. Yeah. Um, it's a warrior uh, for white and three. When he comes into play, you get a 1-1 warrior token for each creature in your party. And at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, all your creatures get plus one power and gain indestructible until end of turn. Yeah, it seems good. It's pretty strong. Um, so I think like if we're going party, like let's play all the party uh, payoff, right? Sure. Yeah. It's like so. blue. Blue gives you your like rogues and wizards, and then white gives you your warriors and clerics. Like you do get a good balance there. Uh, right. As now, far as double colors, splashing green is really interesting because uh, if you splash green, you get access to those. There's like three of them in green that are like uh, every creature type or every party type, right? I thought yeah, we were supposed I, to get I those think every color is going to have one, right? Yeah. Right. Green has the better ones. Well, green has that rare two drop that you can kick to get yeah. more party members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's going to be really good. Um, but since we're talking about attacking with creatures, I would like to point out to not a party member exactly, but to a new contender to the black, white humans deck, in my opinion. Okay. With uh, Luminarch Esperant. Okay, sure. What you got there? All right. So we got a one mana, uh, or sorry, one white, one colorless for two mana, one, one human cleric. This is the beginning of combat on your turn. Put a one, one counter on target creature you control. 
This is a that, car that we believe in strongly. Uh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, Chris and I were going back and forth. Very good. Uh, I think the cheapest I've ever seen this ability is four mana. Not huh. counting bolster. Like, there's like yeah. the three drop that bolsters at the end step. Yeah, sure. Um, but this card just is just so fluid. It's a human too, so it plays with the general Kudro. It plays with Thalia's lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this card is going to be pretty good. It also okay. plays with the plus one plus one counters deck. If we're yep. gonna which is which is yep. where Chris and I have been talking a lot yep. about. We we think this is a very real deck in Pioneer. Um, I, I don't know that it's going to be taken down any tournaments anytime soon, but like if I could pick a deck to play based on the spoilers we've seen so far in Pioneer, it would be green-white counters. And Ruckman pointed out brilliantly that this chick's a human, which I did not realize at first. Like, didn't make it. He was like, wait, if we have that, can't we just point out, like, Ricky pointed out Thalia's lieutenant? And I was like, wow, there's a lot of good humans. And there's even a green one here that's a random two-mana one that puts a plus one plus one counter. This is prime for scales. I think that there's a lot of humans that do plus one, plus one counter stuff. There's a lot of cheap humans. And uh, I think that you can really go big for cheap and keep your human sub theme, humans sub theme, which really benefits you with mostly how impressed we were with Thalia's Lieutenant when we played it in our Coco deck. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, Conclave Mentor doesn't have that human subtype, but right. you're going to have a couple that aren't, right? So, yeah. but uh, I think Chris, I've been going back and forth. I think this is definitely going to, as we start rolling out deck techs and things like that, expect this one definitely down the pipe from us. Is this what is this what pushes over the snake? Or yeah, is this what pushes the snake out of the deck? Well, no, I mean you already have Conclave Mentor, which is filling that role, right? Right, right. But like he was like, do we go green black and play the snake? Do we go Abzan and play both the snake and the mentor? Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I so. think I think having this card right definitely makes you want to push into green white. Yeah, because you get you get servant of the scales, which is pretty huge as a human that cares about counters. And then when it dies, experiment one is also a human, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. So like once we found out those were humans, we started looking at the relevant humans in Pioneer that are both green and white and suspiciously have counters. It's like, why not, right? Like, the huge boost you get from the couple um, human right. synergies far outweighs the few things that you lose. Like, you can replace some of the other ones and just get that huge boost of Thalia's Lieutenant and potentially a human lord if you want to win your scales deck. Militia Bugler's pretty good. It could. Like I said, we'll, we'll hammer it out, but I, I cannot stress how hard that i think this card is going to again i'm not saying it's going to necessarily win any tournaments i'm not saying it's like completely game breaking but this is the creature that i think i believe in the most as far as really adding to an existing archetype pushing it over the top there's a couple cards we've seen here that i think will make um, new archetypes happen especially because i'm pretty sure we're going to quickly go over to the scourge of the skyclaves yeah as far as that's where i was going to push us next so let's go there next but why don't you what is that card chris why don't you break that down for us um, this is Scourge of the Skyclaves. It is a colorless and a black for a star star, right? It's got kicker five, four colorless and a black, right? Again, with these kicker fives that are, are so prevalent here. When you cast the spell, if it was kicked, each player loses half their life rendered up. So that's for seven mana total. Um, Scourge of the Skyclaves, power and toughness are each equal to 20 minus the highest life total among players. So we got so Death Shadow number two here. We've got, we've got exactly that, yeah. And uh, especially with Thoughtseize and like the Pioneer format, 
this the, the discord's been going wild with this card this, and I've this was the big card i think this is the big card that set the discord off it did like we have seen so much interaction about this card talking about it the decks it's going to go in um and just so many different versions that you can play with it so again just yeah. like there are so many ways between you pointed out Adonto Vanguard, Thoughtseize, um, Rampaging Ferocidon, just various ways that just deal damage to both players. Eidolon of the Great Revelies, and if you wanted to go that deep, um, there's a lot of cards that hurt you and them, or can, and especially in an aggro matchup, this card so, I think yields a whole new deck. So so in my mind, I think the Discord's kind of come down to it too. There are at least, on the surface level, two real options to take this. Mm-hmm. You take this Rakdos, or you take this Orzov. I think the Rakdos version is a little more just slow buildup of damage, kind of just like consistently pinging you and your opponent, um, which is great. And I think it does offer, and I think a lot of the cards are going to cross over. Uh, the Discord was pretty high on um, cards like uh, Stormfist Crusader, which I think is fine, but I don't like giving our opponent extra cards in this format, especially. Sure. Uh, that's kind. Of, that's kind of a no-no for me. But uh, you know, I do like rampaging Ferocidon and things like that. That red does give you more burn spells is definitely nice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think the the red black version is a lot more of a consistent life loss to help sort of you know you're gonna eventually get to a good size scourge of the skyclaves. Sure. Now, I think if you want a more modern, traditional style of Death Shadow, you want to go Orzov uh, because that gives you your Danto Vanguard. That gives you removal spells like Dire Tactics or uh, Final Payment. Um, of course, Dire Tactics, you're going to lose the bear. Anguish of Making is a good one, probably for like the sideboard, right? There's yeah. also like Orzhov Charm. I was thinking more along the final payment just because that is a for sure we can pay five life. That's a quarter of our life gone. Also, Orzhov gives you access to a Pain Land and Mana Confluence. Yeah, I was going to say like a big thing about this, like it's easier to lose life, easier to lose life than than I think people would think with just Shocklands, right? Like I don't think people were like quite... And maybe they were to some extent, but again, like it's very easy to just make this thing a four four on turn one or two with a thought seize and a shock land or just a couple shock lands. You can uh, make it a five five because shock land thought seize plus pain land that's five life. But you yeah. have to get your opponent's life down too. You do, you do. But again, once you take away all their most important cards, uh, you know, with the thought seizes or whatever else, I don't think it'll be that bad. You guys are doing so much work to throw our own life away. It's like. It's like, you know, when I finally get my opponent down to five, this thing's going to be a 15-15. And I just, I don't, I don't see this card. I understand Oh, you know, you know what, you know what? I think I've been reading this card the whole, wrong the whole time. What's up? Oh. I, I think I messed up. Yeah, I think maybe the Rakdos version is the way to probably just take this and just incrementally lose. Because I think I really messed up here. Uh, Did you think it yeah. was just your life? Well, no, I knew it was both players. I thought it was the lowest life. No, it's the highest life. Mm, yeah. Okay, well, no. um, I definitely messed up then on on evaluating this card. Uh, I still think it's very good, and the Rakdos one is probably definitely better, right? Um, but 
I mean, with red, you just bolt your opponent. Like, this card's still insane. I, I haven't yeah. seen anybody talk about this card being bad at all. Like, yeah, like, you have to hit both players. But again, like, it, most people are talking about this in Rakdos. Most people in, in, that I've seen, particularly, I was thinking about this just throwing this in, like, a Croxa deck, where it's like, sure. we're going to Croxa, we're going to hurt ourselves incidentally anyway, because we were going to. You don't have to change that much. And, like, it's pretty easy early to get players down. And then, like, this is just another big threat. Like, some of the problems can be, like, once your opponent has a couple of big guys in play, like, you're just Pyromancer plus a couple tokens don't do it. I, I still think this card's insane. Yeah, I is think it, that, like... Is it weird it doesn't have flying for being the Scourge yes. of the Skyclaves? Yeah, we talked about this flavor-wise. It's like, you're right, it's got, like, wings in its hands. It's, like, unfurled. It's hanging, like. it's hanging upside down over, like, the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, I don't understand. So I think if it had flying, that would really push us over the edge. Well, but, here's, here's a card. So if we want to give it flying, right? Mm-hmm. Demonic Embrace, very good option here. Let's you pay uh, life. Other, mm-hmm. The other option I think that people have forgotten about, you know, people want to talk about Spawn of Mayhem, but does everyone remember, remember Herald of Torment? Yeah. Yeah. Herald One of Torment. Black, black for a 3 3 flyer that pings at you on your upkeep, but also can bestow for five or six, I think. Five. That's five. Five. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it gives flying. I played a lot of that card. Yeah, again, I, mm-hmm. I I think that, like, people, you know, it can be tempting to want to just, like, blitz yourself, but you have to kill your opponent, too. But that's why, like, you want to play this in a more aggressive shell, which is why I think people were thinking Rakdos first. Because, like, if you really need to, hey, like, we can, you know, uh, shock our opponent, attack him with Arcanist, shock him again. They're at 16, 16. Hey, we've got a two-mana 4-4, four, four, right? Like, yeah. And it's only getting bigger from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely, trade, you know, so. I like I like the Glensleaf Siphoner and all that stuff. Like, Glensleaf Siphoner, again, I think is a card we've talked about as being just, like, very underplayed in the format. Right. Doesn't that card have Menace? It, it does. does. Yeah. Glensleaf Siphoner um, is another easy way to get where I you want to go. I just don't think that, like, the Stormfist Crusader is the right just because it gives our opponents cards, and that's something yeah. is not necessarily good. It depends. Like, people definitely play it, especially because it has Menace and it's easy to get in, right? Yeah, so, like, that's yeah. where I see it maybe playing nice with this card. I'm not saying that it is the best, but I'm just saying I like the idea because, again, it's another way where it's like, well, hey, our cards are cheap, right? So, theoretically, sure. we're going to be able to play more of our cards, burn our opponents down. It'll hurt us also for that incidental damage. So, at least when our opponent's at 12 and we're at least at 14, 15, we've mm. still got a big scourge of the Skyclaves. But also, you know, it's it can't be the feature of your deck, in my opinion, in Pioneer, because it costs two. Right, like the fact that it dies so easy to easily to push, I think is definitely you know something. But it, it's fine, right? Like a lot of things die to a lot of things, but that's why, in my opinion, you want to play it in like a Croxa strategy, where it, like, hey, you might have some incidental reanimator anyway. It also plays fine with um, Luris. So again, I think there's a lot of upsides to this card. Yeah, I think I, the funniest I mean, I'm thing so about I'm this. so mad I misread this card. I just I was I was hanging out with family everyone was hyping this up, but I just I just I just misread it. What are you saying, Ricky? Uh, the funniest thing about this card is in Commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are talking about uh, Nathroy. Oh, because it's negative, yeah. It has, uh, when you're at 40 life, which is the commander's starting life total, Right. if you have Nathroy as your commander, mm-hmm. uh, which reanimates uh, a cre- total creatures with a total power of 10, Right. if this is included in your creatures that you're reanimating, you get okay. to increase your budget by 20 more power. Right, it counts. it counts the amount, yeah, which is definitely pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I go I want to go over that a little bit more because that could be kind of confusing. So like because the power is negative, it actually subtracts from the other creatures. So like it almost works like um 
because you calculate total when you've picked all of the creatures. Right. Exactly. The other the other thing too is it's it that works because it is a star and not an X mm-hmm. because stars are always checking their value. That's a good one. I think you should point out to to everybody just as like a rules learning thing. So what's mm-hmm. what's the one more time the difference between stars and X's? How does it work? So X X's only matter when they're relevant, right? So okay. anywhere except for where they're relevant, it's zero. So if you have an XX creature in your deck, it's zero power and toughness. Mm-hmm. But star stars, that is a characteristic defining ability that is constantly checked throughout the game and is always actively relevant in when you're like involving that creature's power and toughness. Right. So basically the card reads as whatever that value is. That's basically mm-hmm. printed on the card is what you're saying. Exactly. Makes sense to me. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, um, so, I've gotten so, people several times by copying my opponent's spells. Where and most people should know this by now, but in case you don't, spells that you've paid X for are that X cost while they're on the stack. On the stack, yeah. <laughs> so somebody casts like some ooze Genesis or Genesis ooze or something like that to make some giant ooze creature, and I copied it for like my two mana a spell they had put eight mana into, and I was like, well, mine's just as big. <laughs> so all right, uh, yeah. so kind of starting to come down to wrapping things up. Um, I think the last cards I really wanted to talk about, and we could obviously go into what you guys want to talk about as well, and I want to hear if you guys have a last couple picks. I do want to quickly talk about the uh, other two Mythic Lands we got spoiled. Other three? Uh, Oh, yeah, I guess we didn't see the red one yet. The red one's not really worth talking about, in my opinion. You don't think so? It's all right. So it's X, red, red. It deals X damage divided as you choose among up to two target creatures or or planeswalkers. If X is six or more, it deals twice X damage divided as you choose among them instead. Um, I mean, like, if you get big mana right, the fact that it can't go face is kind of wild, like, eh, on a mythic. True. It can't go face? It no. can't go face. Oh. It's creatures. It's up to two creatures and or planeswalkers. That's why I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Wilderness Reclamation might want this just to, like, do a big board wipe. But... It's a sorcery. Yeah. It's still it's still up to two though. Like so you can't even go like three here, three here, four here. Um, no, you're right. You're definitely right. I'm just saying, like, hey, like at, at that point where you've got six mana, sure. Like, you can point no, four yeah, and get something and right. then untap and do whatever. I, I'm you're, not saying it's great. But again, it's one of those things where like I cannot reiterate enough. And again, we've we've kind of come to an agreement on this. Like, these things are lands, right? Like, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. with thought season in the format, it's it's rough, but these are lands that you can play when you need them. And that's why you sure. want to look at this. Can my uh, deck just, afford to play comes into play with tap So like these I are just, way better than some people are pegging them at. Because like we talked about last week, all three of us agreed, like these are lands, you know? Yeah. Uh, the one I think is very strong alongside the other, the white mythic one, is Turn Timber Symbiosis. Green one? Have yeah, Ricky read so that green one. This, this is, so this it's, is, four, uh, it's four green, green, green. Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put a creature card from among them on the battlefield. If that card is converted to mana, costs three or less, and there's a three additional one counters on it, put the rest of the library in any order. So it, it looks the top seven. You can get any creature, but if it's a mana dorks, let's say, it at least gets three one one counters on it. So you're going to get at least like a three power guy out of it. It's really funny is the walking list is gone now. But if you find Walking Ballista off of it, it'll come into play as a 3-3. Exactly. So, you know, I think the fact that this digs for any big dude that you could possibly hit right and get through the field bads, this is definitely a good one to look at. No, I'm with you. Again, especially as, like, especially as a green comes into play, plan, where we were talking about, like, where would you want to play these? It's probably, like, blue-green or, or green-white mm-hmm. um, for just the strength of their comes into play. Uh, the strength of their lands that that you can cast as spells, right? So like mm-hmm. this one definitely is nice when you're just wanting to play just big dudes, right? Where you're like, I'm going to ramp up 
and we're going to find yeah. a big dude and cast it. And like, this is just another way where it's like, hey, look, here's another card that drawing it late, I'm not going to feel bad about, right? Like you limit it, that feels bad of drawing a land in the late game. You're probably going to play it as a land early. So we're playing a bunch of elves. We're just looking for that uh, end race forerunners. Yep. I just want to thought be. seize these cards out of my opponent's hand and I'm going to laugh at them because they like kept this land, like they kept this hand with like, uh, the white one, the blue one, and a plains. And I'm just going to thought seize them and take their blue source. And they're just going to go like, oh, but that's my land. You can't take that. And I go, I can. Well, again, I don't think a lot of people were looking at them like that anyway. So, like, I know. don't get me wrong. There's definitely a downside. We've talked about that as far as, like, again, these lands can be thought seized, which is interesting to me anyway. But I think as far as, like, you know, we're going to find that point of, like, how many of these is it acceptable to have? Because, like, if you're willing to, you know, especially if you can play these on turn one, and you know your opponent's not playing Thoughtseize, or you're just willing to play it on, on turn one, or you're on the play, like, definitely keeping one of these in your hand seems fine. You're just going to play it as a land anyway, so. Um, and then I think the blue one is a little more of a conversation on how good it actually is. Yeah. Uh, so for four blue, 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 uh, Seagate Restoration. Hey, they built Seagate again. That's neat. Uh, draw cards equal the number of cards in your hand, plus one. You have no maximum hand size for the rest of the game. So this is a pretty good Reliquary Tower, right? So uh, can I translate this card for you? Yeah, sure. Uh, for seven mana, uh, if you are winning, continue winning. Right. Would you say, like, win more? Uh, I believe I would say win more. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it's a land is the thing, right? I was I So in my opinion, right, if we're playing, like, a blue-white control deck, right, I think we're playing, like, maybe one or two of the white one. And now that we saw a wrath one get spoiled, probably playing at least one of that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time we get to this one, I'm just like, probably still at least one because it's a blue land, right? And it's kind of nice to have one of each. Um, but if we're like in a top deck war, this card ain't it because we're it's just cycling for seven mana. Yeah, you nailed it. I, I, I like LSV mentioned on history and that he really was unimpressed with this card. He really liked the white one of the white card was, was pretty insane. But mm-hmm. this blue one, like you said, just, you know, once you've played out cards, like especially in these attrition formats we're talking about, it can be very hard where it's like, yeah, if you've kept a couple lands at hand or something like that, or managed a couple people keep a couple cards that just didn't do anything or something like that, you can draw yeah. more. But like, that's a lot of ifs for a land that can be thought seized, right? Like the mm-hmm. upside of these lands that can be thought seized is like, Hey, if you draw them late, like, boom, you've got action. You know what I'm saying? I've got eight, yeah. eight power, right? Or I've got a, a big dude from my deck. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, just like, oh, you can tap out for the turn, get no relevant board interaction. And like, maybe draw a couple cards is like not where you want to be given the power level of the other ones. Again, maybe play one just because if you do have, and it's a blue one, right? Like, yeah. you know, uh, but at the same time, like there's a blue sensor land. I think um, that the rare ones are hot. Yeah, Except like the you have one. the Wrath one now, you have um, the, the red murder. one. Which one? The black one is four mana murder, but it costs three if your opponent has no basic lands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we, we haven't seen the blue one, though, right? Uh, we've seen the white one and the green one. And the black one and the red one. Yeah. The green one is just a three mana, three, three with landfall, get plus two, plus two. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a land, and I think that card's fine, too. Sure. Um, but, like, the white one is dumb. I was a, I did not want to see this. The fact that it's a wrath? Yep. The fact that it's a wrath. 
That's pretty. It's gonna be good. It costs, um, to be fair, it costs eight mana. <laughs> it destroys all non-land permanents. For those who haven't seen it, six white white destroy all non-land permanents, and obviously it's yeah. got that comes into play tapped. So it's so it's a planar cleansing, right? It's, it's easier to cast than planar cleansing. It only costs two white instead of what three? Yeah. Okay, but it's one mana more. Uh, yeah, but not. I one thought it was color. two mana yeah. more. I thought planar cleansing was six. I thought it was three colorless triple white. Oh, it might be. You're right. Pretty sure it is. This is definitely okay. two mana more. Okay, all right. This is a land, though. Agreed. So it's one mana. It's only one mana more because it's a land that reduces. Come on. <laughs> Inscription of Insight. If this card was an instant, I would say like I would I would have to remove so many cards from my playable box. But it's a sorcery, so they get to stay in the playable box. So what do you think of the inscription cycle? So it's the they have a cost right. They have it's a three modal spell that you can kick it to pick as many options. Yeah, they're just expensive. Like, I don't know. Like, like the, the green one, I think, is pretty interesting, right? The blue one's interesting. The black one, I was talking to Chris, and I'm just like, at what point when you hit seven mana are more than one of these abilities going to be relevant? I like the black one. Really? Because, like, if we kick it, right, like, I don't think we're going to get beat, mana, value of the mind rot. Uh, I mean, being be able to kill something sweet, and I guess, like, we can but maybe I mean, like, buy back something. Um, I'd play this over a mind rot every time. Sure, but it's a rare. <laughs> I know, but like it's better than a mind rot. It, like infinitely, I don't know. I'd put it in a sideboard or two. I, I want to skip past those because like people can read those. And I don't think any of them are particularly good. Um, let's talk about maddening cacophony real quick because that's a fun one for the mill players. Uh, and then I don't really don't have anything else I want to talk about uh, right now from these. If you guys are okay with that, sure. Um, Mad- you talk about that card. Go ahead. Maddening Cophony is a colorless and a blue. Each opponent, each opponent, in case it's relevant, mills eight cards, and if it was kicked, each opponent mills half their library instead. So the kicker cost is four. So it's six to mill half. Again, by the time you're there, it may not be a, a whole lot, but like, hey, if you've got the mana, they've got 20 cards left, milling 10, you know, I guess it's slightly better than milling the eight it gets anyway. But this is a card that, hey, if you want to copy this with the, um, you know, with the little copy spell, the copier dude. I think that's interesting because there's so many, only so many mill spells. So like that would be a fun way to play that. But milling eight for two without the, you know, obviously the blue black that, um, what was that card called? Uh, Glimpse. Glimpse the Unthinkable. Glimpse the Unthinkable. Yeah. The, the chase rare for years. So it's, it's, a, it still is. It's good a budge. It's a good budge alternative. Yeah, for sure. So two for eight, not a bad rate. Um, especially again, if you want to play like a, a blue green where you can ramp to that six faster or something like that for some reason. So this card, I've seen a lot of chatter about because it's a fun mill card and Hey, you know, I, I think it would be almost more interesting if it could mill ourselves also. Uh, it would it always be. be more interesting if it could mill myself. Then it would. Then it would definitely be probably way stronger. Uh, but you hey, know, Lossy put training wheels on all the mill cards in this set, and it's you really. Know, you know what? Else would be more interesting if we could mill ourselves? The crab. The crab. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they fixed crab, so they they reprinted hedron crab, but now it can only uh, get our opponents. So, but it's a zero three. Uh, I'd like to take a moment if we're uh, wrapping up and mm-hmm. winding down here. Yeah, uh, I just want to go through a quick limited lesson by showcasing a card. Okay. Okay, sure. All right. So uh, for those of you who don't know, because it was a long time ago, Zendikar Limited uh, with the original Landfall ability, which is plus two, plus two on Landfall, which is pretty common through a lot of cards in this set, um, especially in white and green and in red. All, a lot of them have just Landfall get plus two, plus two. Commons, uncommons, all sorts of cards with that ability, right? Uh, so that was the main mechanic in original Zendikar, and it created a draft environment where it was never in your interest to block because 
um, your landfall creatures are going to be bigger on your turn when you can play a land, and your opponent's creatures are going to be bigger than your blocking creatures uh, when they play their land. So therefore, you were constantly racing your opponent because you would be disadvantage you'd be disadvantaged to block any landfall creatures with any creatures that could be bigger on your own turn or have another ability on your turn, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, you wanted aggressive creatures that you could play land and be better than your opponent's blockers. Let's bring our eyes to Mesa Links. It is oh, a common. No. Chonky Links. It is a common. It is a white and a colorless for a 2-1 cat that says, as long as it is not your turn, Mesa Links gets plus O plus 2. Oh, it's not um, even a 3-1. So this card is really bad in Limited, uh, which is important to point out because people could see this as a 2-mana two 2-3 two, on their opponent's turn, and they think that this is a pretty decent curve filler. And normally in most situations you'd be right, uh, but in a format where there's going to be a lot of creatures that get extra bonuses on their controller's turns when they play a land, uh, you don't want to be in the position of trying to block. And this is a card that wants to block. Uh, so it doesn't attack well, because it, it will not have its toughness bonus on your turn, only on your opponent's turn. And it doesn't even block well, because it only has two power, and any landfall gives plus two, plus two. So it can't even trade with that extra toughness against anything that has landfall. So this has just been a little limited moment that cards that look like they want to block in this format are going to be pretty bad, especially with two power, because two power means they cannot block a landfall creature. Because you must assume that your opponent is, especially with the spell lands, they're going to have a landfall trigger every single turn. This if has not been more. a thought from Ricky. This has been a thought from me. I think it's important to point out. Oh, sure, okay. sure. Today, that was your limited lesson. Instead of listening to limited resources, you just come here for uh, top 200 Ricky's opinion in limited on uh, limited environments. There you go. So we have the Chion power ranking. Where do you think Ricky's at in the Ricky power ranking? Uh, I'm the top Ricky. I don't know. You haven't seen Ricky-o. Oh, no. Ricky-o. The, rise, the rising of Ricky. Oh, my God. But All right. Uh, we should wrap anything else you guys want to wrap up here? Yeah, let's wrap it up unless there's one last card you wanted to talk about, Ricky, because, uh, you know, I don't think anything's going to be Uro in this set. Oh, uh, well, I've got Oro at home. Oh, you do? Uh, yeah, real quick, while we're talking about commons that are uh, actually good, scale the heights. Okay. Real quick, uh, what would you what would you want for three mana in a ramp spell? Uh, could it draw me a card, gain life, and let me put a land into play? But wait, there's more. There is. We also get a 1-1 counter on a creature we control. Not a creature we control. Any creature. We can give it to our opponent's creature if we want to. Oh, that'd be oh, nice. We can, we can make nice in Commander or in Two-Headed Giant. Uh, we could. Uh, but for Scale the Heights, uh, for three mana, once Oro inevitably gets banned, don't worry. This card does it all. Uh, did you think Growth Spiral just didn't give you enough for two mana? <laughs> or were you just like... I just don't want to play. I was thinking that. I thought the other day I cast Gross Spiral and I was like, man, what a dumb card. Why does anybody play this? Right. Well, now you get to make your creature bigger. Uh, you get to gain two life. You get to play an extra land and you get to draw a card for three mana at common. Wizards, we don't need more mana. We, we got, got it. Is, is that is that the Gordon Gecko way of playing magic? You just cast a Gross Spiral at the end of your opponent's turn just like, man. That just wasn't enough value. <laughs> then you untap and you scale the heights on them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the next put the turn counter on their good. creature. Who cares? 
And then next turn, we untap and just buy back an Uro from our graveyard. Exactly. And then if you're playing in the Uro matchup, this card's really important because it puts a little encounter on your Uro. And then your so Uro is So we can block. Sure. Nice. It also gains you two life, so you're winning the race. Nice. This yeah, clearly, done. clearly, does this a sign that Uro isn't going to be around for much longer? I hope. I dear God, yeah, I hope so. That's not how. That's not how the design cycle works. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, this means that they really liked the exactly design right. They thought that Oro. was a brilliant card, and they were like, "We need more of it." Yeah, this is uh, Oro at home, and I'm already afraid of this card. Thank God it's a sorcery. Could you imagine this at instant speed? No. You imagine attacking <laughs> Don't take me to that world. Don't, don't you like, put that juju on me, Ricky Bobby. Your opponent just <laughs> gains two life. Their blocker gets bigger. They put an extra land into play and they draw a card. No, are you talking about an opponent's turn at instant speed? Uh, well, uh, they don't put the land into play. So you if you play it. So this oh. would be an instant, wouldn't be. Okay, fair enough. So, so like, so like, so like at instant speed, if I put it into play, right, right. that's just a hell of a combat trick on your turn because you get extra landfall triggers as well. Mm-hmm. True. But it is only play initial land, so. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, right? Ugh. Anyways. Uh, that- so anyway, that was this week's episode of Crew 3 Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you want to keep following the show, we, of course, have our YouTube channel, which is soon to be coming back. We have the Twitch channel, Crew3MTG, which I'm streaming on uh, pretty regularly. The days kind of shift. I'm still trying to figure out a lock, lock down a schedule with working and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to figure out what day of the week I'm going to be streaming or, you know, I want to take at least one day off on the weekend. Uh, but you can also follow us on our Twitter account at Crew3Podcast, which is the one I run. Uh, you can find Chris at... It's underscore Christmas, and the Christmas has no T. And you can find Ricky at... At also Steve. And of course, if you feel like supporting us, please go to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, and guess what? Next week is the preview event for Ravnica. Or for Ravnica. Whoa. For Zendikar Rising. Yep. Uh, and we're going to actually get some hands on some cards a day early on Arena. So be looking forward for that stream. That's going to be on Wednesday the 16th. Uh, we're not sure what time we're going to start yet, but i uh, got to figure out when these boys are going to get here and we're going to stream yeah. it up. But uh, the stream's going to feature all the boys. Play. And shenanigans will be had, so there we go. Oh, of course. Yeah, we're going to also cashing in some pie bets. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot no. about this. Here we go. So, so don't worry, Ricky. I have a shower you can use. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to take me behind tatters. <laughs> I'm not going to pie you in my shower, but you can use the shower. You know, uh-huh. hey, I had to. I had to sit there all day. The lot. One of the times we, the past, we've pie bet and just had to like smell just <laughs> curdling uh, whipped cream. Whipped whip cream like all day. There we go. <laughs> all right, guys. That was uh, fun. All right, we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.